Cuzzo said he got that Kurt Coke so bang on him. Uh, and Joe that's what's up. I done had enough of you niggas. Uh, a curse father, I done had enough of you niggas. Yeah, I'm done with them. Go done with it. Flow. Hella stupid. Let them punch to them. All 20 in that guy. Get that gun with them. And that ain't right. And they feel different. We, ooh, they nice. My bitch is cold. My dick is hard. Her pussy wet. She sucked me. That's brainstorming. Make your habitation a coffin, you fuck around I fuck you up and dick her down I made the left the windows down She jerking dick, I'm feeling right now Yeah She got three fingers off up in the pussy I'm so proud of you I know you working, baby I know I'm tight and yeah, I know they savage And I know I'm better, baddest, baddest What's good, people? It's episode 18 of For the Culture Show Making moves, bro 18th episode We really are making moves I'm excited, yo And by the way, buy a hat Because he made hats And they're dope so Hats are for one. sale Twenty dollars. Um, you might have seen the pick on Twitter. We got white, black, navy, tan. We have pink now. Working too, right? on pink. Yeah. So, so for the ladies, I mean, a dude could buy one for real. I'd buy a pink hat, but I, you know, that's just me. We're gonna be giving some away when we hit a thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah. Make sure you follow at for the culture show number four on Twitter. We'll follow back. Right. And if you live like some other state, some, I mean, we'll we'll send it to you. We'll just give us an email. You. Give us give us an email, bro. For real. We posted like we said. We posted them on our uh, Twitter. What they look like. So check them out. But we're going to get started with, uh, if y'all haven't checked it out yet, the track list for DJ Khaled's new album he's about to release, Grateful. Grateful. So um, the first track, he got Sizzla with the intro. Don't even know that is. So No idea. And then uh, <laughs> the next two tracks were released as singles, Shining, Beyonce, Jay-Z. What would you think of that song? Um, I've only heard it once, and it wasn't too... I'm not a huge Beyonce fan in the first place. I am. I'm a fan. Not a huge fan. Um... I thought it, I thought it was decent. It's not. A huge... I I don't know. I think it's like a generic track. Right. It's... That's what I'm saying. It's a radio track. Some someone's gonna be played. Jay Z, obviously, one of my favorite rappers of all time. And then uh, song three, the the Drake vocals finally came in to the max. Um, honestly, after hearing it, I wish the vocals would have never come in. Right, dude. Because the, the I mean, I'm honestly not a fan of the the beat either that much. <clears throat> they should have took their time on that and maybe got another feature besides Drake. Because three fourths of track is just the beat. And the, the wax sample. Yeah, the, the the wax samples, the beat is it's a I mean it's a DJ Calby, so it's pretty nice still, but Drake just honestly it's he phones terrible. it in. He phones it in. He, they're right, phoning in the lyrics, bro. They're just not good. It's just I mean it could be no a good song. No one wants song. to see you on a stretcher, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Who, who who wants to see you fucking? He's on the radio all the time. Everyone loved Drake. No one wants to see you on a fucking stretcher, bro. But anyways, I think they could have put ASAP on that or something like that. But you know. Track four is called Wild Thoughts with Rihanna, Bryson Tiller. I think that's going to uh, be a good track. It'll be something. Not not anything crazy. Track five, I'm the one. You've heard that. Bieber, Quavo, Chance, Lil Wayne. Such an odd mix, but, you know, people like that song. I'm uh, not going to hate on it. Everyone loves Bieber. Everyone loves Quavo at this point, and everyone loves Chance. So. <clears throat> Next is what might be the best song in the album, just based off the track list. On everything, Travis Scott, Rick Ross, and Big Sean. That's an interesting mix. Shout out to my man, Big Sean, uh, most underappreciated rapper in the game. Both um, of those Big Sean tracks. I think he was on two or three on what was it called? Major Key was the yes, album. Major Key. Yeah. Those were both great songs. That's he what I'm was saying. on Holy Key, and uh, and he kills that work for it. Yeah, and Holy Key, he fucking that's one of my favorite Big Sean verses. Honestly, he kills that shit in Big Key. That's just me. Um, next one has Nas and uh, Travis Scott. I think that's a good combo. It's a weird combo. Wouldn't expect it to happen, but I think it's going to be a good song, too. We're waiting on the album. Where is the album, Nas? You <laughs> said last album, Nas album done, and we're still waiting. Where my, is it? My man's older, but you know he's... He's busy messing around with Nicki Minaj. Get uh, out of here, dude. No thank you, bro. No thank you. You know she's... she's no. Uh, this is an interlude. We had to double check this because we thought it said Betty White. I was like, oh, Betty White's spitting some bars for the tape. Betty Wright. Betty Wright with the interlude. Hallelujah. Then you got Nobody featuring Alicia Keys and Nicki Minaj. Nobody. That doesn't sound like the right people to feature on that. Should be featuring some scrubs, bro. Put Lil Yachty on that one, bro. Oh, man. Here we go. I'm just saying, bro. I'm making a song. Put XX and and Lil Yachty on those tracks, bro, for nobody. Makes sense. And you got I Love You So Much, which is just Chance the Rapper. So shout out to him for getting his own track on here. Hopefully, there's more lyrics than To The Max on that one. (laughs) You be hating on my man all the time. It's okay, though. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Don't Quit with Calvin Harris, Travis Scott, and Jeremiah. Um... It's gonna be good ones. Calvin, Calvin Harris on tracks, honestly. You know, I never thought him to to collaborate with with rappers, but now he's, he's doing, been doing it, man. a lot. Slide was a nice song, man. It really it is. Was. I know it's a mainstream song, 
But, you know, with Frank Ocean on there, he kills that, man. I like that song. So, with Calvin Harris, I think Travis Scott and Jeremiah are going to really kill that track. So, that's going to be a good one. Then we got uh, I Can't Even Lie with, with Future. And it shouldn't be Nicki Minaj, but Nicki Minaj is on there. What do you think about that? Uh, it's going to be a Future song with, like, a 45-second Nicki Minaj verse. <laughs> that might ruin it. I don't know. Oh, okay, I see. Damn, there's a lot of tracks on this. Holy shit. And we got Down for Life, Party Next Door, Future, Travis Scott, Rick Ross, and Kodak Black. Anytime you're getting into that five artist territory, I was like, I was like, yo, th this might be too much. Like, people really hyped up Raph. You know the song Raph? Yeah, and ASAP Mob and Frank Ocean, just Cardi, and. Too many people. Way too many people. Like, everyone needs their time to shine on a song. Right. And you got five artists. I can't imagine that song being like seven minutes. It'll probably be like a four-minute song. Who are they putting on the chorus? Uh, it's going to be Party Next Door on the chorus, that's, for that's sure. That's what I was thinking, too. I think uh, the best the best verse is going to come from Rick Ross. I mean, Future is on the track. I know that's one of your favorite rappers right now, but I think that uh, Rick Ross is going to come with the best verse on that song. Even though I think the song's going to be overrated just because all the, the, the rappers that are on it, it's just going to be too long. But yeah. Major Bag Alert with Migos. Major Bag Alert, major. Or should I say major bag alert with Quavo and Offset? Because my man Takeoff gets no love. No respect, bro. People don't even know who he is. People barely know Offset. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop real quick, and we're just going to go into a different subject. Just real quick, talk about Migos. It hurts me because people don't respect, like you just said, Offset, Takeoff. Make, obviously, Quavo is probably, obviously, it's a face in Migos right now. But at the same time, they're not gonna be Migos without those two. It's just not gonna like, it's not gonna happen. And people are like, oh my gosh, like Migos are so good. Like I love Quavo. Like you realize who else is like, is a part yeah. of Migos. They're so good that like everyone else participates in Migos, and it just pisses me off. People only appreciate Quavo right now, for real. Maybe Offset a little bit, and Takeoff is getting no love, and that shit pisses me off. And you got songs for the older heads, songs for DJ Khaled going back to his roots. Good man, Pusha T and Jada Kiss, and then Billy Ocean with. Fat Joe and Raekwon. What do you think of those? I just like that, bro. I mean, at least it's not going with just people from from the upcoming from rappers the new age. and established rappers right now. Um, I think Jada Kiss might have a may have a whack verse. I'm not gonna lie about it, cause you know. But Pusha T, I'm a fan. I'm a real big fan of Pusha T. So obviously you can't. I love Fat Joe and nothing much to say about Raekwon because you know, much respect to him. So I think those tracks are gonna be nice. I mean, not really for the mainstream people, but I think they're going to be nice for people that actually appreciate the album and appreciate music. They're actually going to like those two, so I think they're going to be good tracks. The next we Pull got, a capper. Pull a capper. With Gucci, Kodak Black, and Rick Ross. Basically, all people That's that have be been dope. to jail. <laughs> oh, pretty much, bro. And that song's going to be hard as fuck. I'm telling you that right now. That beat's going to be hard. I think who they gonna put, they're definitely going to put Kodak on the, on the chorus. Gucci's verse and Rick Ross can't ask for much more, for real. I just that's just me. I think it's gonna be a good song. What, what do you think about it? Pretty much hit, the, hit the nail work. on the head right there. I mean, that song's gonna that beat better be hard. No, I better, better be not hard. get some weak ass beat on that. <laughs> that's Kodak Gucci and Rick Ross can't really ask for a weak beat on there for real. Um, Track but, eighteen. Yeah. We're on eighteen, and we still got about five more. <laughs> that Range Rover came with steps. Future and Yo Gotti. <laughs> what kind of fucking? Title I don't is want that? Yo Gotti on a Future song, man. Yo Gotti is whack to me. He got. Oh. I'm, I'm throwing some shade here, like. I like uh, what Yo Gotti's done in recent years with Law and down in the DM, but man, after that Young Dolph beef, losing that Young Dolph beef, and then you he see what you Dolph saw what they were beefing over, right? No, I don't remember. What? They were beefing over a chick that looked like Lil Kim right now, uh, like gross, just fifty thousand botched surgeries, you know. Y'all can't see me, but I'm shaking my and head. And on Law, me. Yo Gotti said, "Shouldn't be beefing over bitches." That's Law, and here well, he is. My man's already lost. Shooting shots at Young Dolph. My man's already lost because Young Dolph killing, not killing it, but doing a lot better than Yo Gotti is right now. I'll tell you that. Also, after hearing Young Dolph's verse on uh, Both Eyes Closed. Yes. That's, and was it on that and I'm just, I'm just going to guess that Yo Gotti's the reason Young Dolph isn't on this album. So, <laughs> once again, come on, man. But F Future's going to hold it down. Oh, hopefully, hopefully, Yo Gotti proves me wrong Watch and spits something dope. Watch him be on the chorus, bro. I'll be pissed. The next song is uh, Iced Out, My Arms, Future, 21 Savage, Migos, and T.I. Um, <laughs> it's not that we don't like T.I., it's just he feels so out of place. Just imagine those three, and then you just got 
T.I. from 2005. Just maybe, like I said, maybe 2005. I mean, he T. should, he should be on like uh, maybe that Pusha T track or something. Right, or the, or the Ray Kwan track. You know, you, you know, I, it's gonna be a good song. I think the T.I. verse is not gonna be appreciated. It's gonna be decent, but nothing great. People are just, I don't know. It's gonna be a good song. Twenty One Savage is gonna kill it. Uh, obviously, Migos are gonna be great in there. And nothing much to say about Future because everyone knows Future's killing it right now. So that song's gonna be dope. And then we got whatever Future again, yeah, Two Chains, yeah, Young yeah, Thug, yeah. Rick Ross, Rick Ross and Future all over this project, man. What you well, come on? Now Future's over everything, man. He probably yeah probably went down. To well, floor. he spits those verses out so fast. Ever since Sierra, I heard trying to diss him, bro. This dude, I'm serious. Bro. <laughs> this man went then, Super Saiyan three on everybody. That's what I'm saying, bro. He went and killed it, man, for real. And then that's gonna be top three on the on the album, bro, for real. Those you can't go can't go wrong with those with those uh, rappers. And there's only four artists, which is nice. And then we're at track 21, and we're getting an interlude. It's kind of late for an interlude. That is true. But uh, Belly, I like Belly. I haven't really listened to Belly that much, so I can't really say too much. And track 22, we got Unchanging Love featuring Movado. I don't know who Movado is. And then track 23, easily the best song in the album, Asad Talk. I mean... Is he going to be talking? (laughs) I don't know. Can he talk? I I don't know. Was he four months old? That's it? I don't know. I don't know how old he is. He posted up in that pool like he's about eighteen, though. Right, bro. He's gonna post and wait for the strippers to come. But yeah, that's that's it. Uh, I'm gonna be dropping June twenty third. Check it out. Obviously, I'm not trying to promote DJ Khaled over here because I don't know. I was a big fan of his last album. It, it pleasantly surprised me. No, I mean I'm I'm a fan of him. It's just like well, he doesn't need us to promote his day, his shit. But oh, he comes out it fifty times a day on Snapchat. That is true. So check it out. Come out June twenty third. A I lot mean, of great. I mean, artists while we're sitting here promoting, we just want to say we do have an interview second half of the show with John Doe Beats. Yeah, so stay and, around for uh, that for real. My man's nice. While the interview's going, his beats will be playing in the background, so you get a little taste as you're hearing some some pretty yeah. dope stories. If you like these beats in the background, they're playing right now. Just check out the. Not right now during the interview. Uh, check out his SoundCloud. So, but we're gonna get into. Um... I want to talk about these Juicy J remixes real quick. He okay. dropped two short remixes They're of nice a couple too. of the Travis Scott songs he put out, Amen Butterfly and Butterfly Effect. Effect. And uh, Travis Scott tweeted at him, told him they were heat. So. I mean, they're they're, they're like they're only a minute and a half, two minutes long. They're worth checking out. They are you. And They're on SoundCloud. For all you people that are listening, which probably not a lot of people that are listening to, that are like this, but you don't really listen to Juicy J too much. Juicy J's the man. He's the goat. He's one of the, one of the up goats. On all songs. That 3-6 Mafia sample been coming back Mafia. heavier. And shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tear the club up. He's all nice. that, man. It's great. Keep those remixes. Uh, also, what are we gonna Kanye West just turned 40. Was that yesterday? Uh, Yeah. So a lot of people were uh, ranking his best albums. I don't necessarily want to start a whole Kanye debate here, but what's your favorite Kanye album? My favorite Kanye album? What, what do you mean by that? Like one I would get in the car and listen to or like one that I appreciate the most? Your overall favorite Kanye West album. You know what? The one that I would keep on, that I would keep, I like Graduation a lot. That's when I got into to him a lot. When I started listening to, to Kanye... My brother bought that that CD, and I would go into my brother's room, and he'd be playing it all the time. So if I had to get one that I appreciate the most, definitely be graduation. That's what I keep. That's just my, uh, my pick's controversial, just because it's not titled graduation. Is it eight oh eight? Beautiful dark twisted fantasy or college dropout. Late registration, and I can't really like. That's not bad at all. What do you mean? It's a little controversial based on what else is out there, but okay. like I can't give reasoning behind it. It's just my favorite album because okay. I don't know. I'm not gonna sit here and argue for it. No, I I would I would definitely put that up there. Just not not with Yeezus, obviously, or uh, his recent work. But that's definitely that's that strand from there to to graduation. A couple albums after that, he was killing it, and he's still killing it, obviously. But nothing like that anymore. But yeah, happy birthday to to that dude turning forty yesterday. It's weird saying that Kanye is forty years old. I feel like I'm getting old, but whatever. Um, this man Kendrick Lamar bought his sister a Toyota. For graduation and nothing wrong with that. Okay, well we have two different views here, because this man has millions and millions and millions and I'll keep going and millions and millions of, of dollars, and he bought his sister a Toyota, bro. She be buying her a Lamborghini, you know, a Porsche, nope. something nice. Nope. He she was it was, was it high school graduation? Nope. This girl just graduated high school. Right. She'll be rolling up to whatever college she's going to in a Porsche. At least she should anyways, but she's nope. rolling up in a Toyota. I'd be pissed. 
No, you get that Toyota. Look, graduating high school, congrats. Okay? Yes. It's an I'm not going to rain on your accomplishment. It's an accomplishment <laughs> to graduate high school, okay? A weak-ass accomplishment, but it is. But it is. you shouldn't just be thrown a Lamborghini because your brother <laughs> is Kendrick Lamar. You should have to earn some things. I mean, okay. Okay, you, I would you that. complain if... Who, I don't care who your sibling is. If they purchase an, I don't know, eighteen thousand dollar brand new car for you. No, but if, but if you know, if I had Drake as my damn brother and he, he was purchasing me a car, but like, um, I want a nice ass car. Okay, I wouldn't. Then, I wouldn't then say you're that. Spoiled. I okay, Obviously, I wasn't spoiled growing up. But I'm just saying, it it's not. It's not like he's not gonna invite you out to some event. Like you get to experience crazy things for having Kendrick Lamar as your brother. But you don't need to be just. Given a Lamborghini, cause you know what, cause he can afford it. Then you need to invite him to more events, just like you know. And uh, my man's Dre, his brother got shot because he wasn't at one of the events, right? He was at home in Compton and he got shot. So these men's should be having their brothers and sisters, Kendrick and Drake should be having their brother and sister at their event, so they're not home in Compton getting shot. Okay? I mean, maybe if <laughs> if Kendrick Lamar had been given a Lamborghini before he had earned anything, then he just be, he'd just be an average rapper because he wouldn't have to work for anything. Oh my God, not because of one car, but you know, whatever. Um, that's just how I feel about that. Obviously, I like to, I like to spoil. Spoiled, spoiled opinion on there because you're right. She got to earn something. So obviously you started off with a minivan. So I can't really say anything. But plus, if you show up to a college, you know, let's say you don't know anybody there, and you're driving a Lamborghini, you're gonna get unwanted attention and unwanted okay, friends well, off the rip. Well, let me stop you off the rip because the first thing you're probably gonna tell someone, our first thing that's gonna come up, is like, oh, um, you know, what's what's up? What's your name? Oh, blah 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 is my name. Yeah. Um, and then 10 minutes later, y'all get into a discussion. And then what happens next? You tell them that you're Kendrick Lamar's sister. And everyone's going to be your friend because of that. Why so, would you tell them that right away? Like, what is it's that? It's just going to come, come up somehow. Up? It's going to come up somehow. I don't know how, but it's going to come up. Anyways, we're going to get into this. Uh, I'm sure y'all saw this on Twitter. You, if you, You're dumb. You just haven't seen it. You haven't, you've been blind to everything. You haven't seen this yet. But this man, XXXTentacion, was in San Diego for a show. Um... And he was part of the NFL, apparently, because this man got decked, bro. 15-yard flag. <laughs> right, bro. This man got decked. It was an unnecessary roughness penalty, bro. He got fucking taken out by, a, obviously not a fan. You all know the, you know the background of it, Rob Stone. One of Rob Stone's goons. Uh, if you don't know Rob Stone, he made that song, Chill Bill. Yeah, that song. Smoke Up All My Weed, all that. Yeah, tracks. this man got blindsided. Uh, it's it's kind of funny to watch the video because you don't even see this guy coming until bro, they just collide. That'd be so painful too, bro. And he got his ass whooped, bro. He Not XX and Tassie on the dude that decked him, got his ass whooped. He had to kid. cancel his show the next day out of fear of what was going on because apparently he got set up by the the venue or like Rob Rob Stone was in on. I don't know what's going on. This man's fan base is fucking insane there's some girl on stage with her tits out and he's licking her tits that's like, tight bro good for him no, no. The, I, I saw that picture and i was like that's somebody's girlfriend uh, you know you know that that's somebody's girlfriend you knew it was he's a motorboat and son of a bitch i guess he likes licking them titties but let me take a quick moment of silence for my man's girlfriend because he, <laughs> he logs on twitter the next day like oh uh you were licking xx and i thought you were out with your friend <laughs> oh okay well, i see i see it uh but for real i'm gonna say that you know what? I like this. At least it's at least it's some some physical with some beef. Nothing like some you know going on Twitter and saying some shit. Rob Stone got to actually yeah, be about it. Be about yeah, it. Yeah, be about it. Fuck this dude up. I like it. Okay, it's, and not just being a, actually doing some shit to fuck this dude up. I respect that. Kind of. No. <laughs> kind of. Just a little bit. Not on Twitter, but you know a little bit. They're actually going at right, each well, other, which is we're gonna have to see if they take it to the music. If we get some shots back and forth here. I'm, I mean, they're both kind of. I wouldn't say whack, but... While we're talking news, Party Next Door put out a four-song mini-project, Colors 2, I believe it was called. I have not really listened to it, so... Look, man, Party Next Door, I think he's on Bryson Tiller's level, if not above Bryson Tiller. Mm. Uh, Bryson, or Party Next Door is one of the best songwriters in the game. He's been writing songs for everybody. Yeah. In fact, he came out and made a head-ass comment saying that <laughs> he's 23, but he feels like he's 43 with how much he writes for other people, like... Okay. Come on, dude. It's a little bold. It's You're making bold. money off this. I know he had to be hurt when he wrote work, and he had the demo track recorded with Drake, and then, you know, Drake came up to him, just, like, grabbed him by the shirt, and was like, listen to me. 
I'm piping Rihanna. You gonna <laughs> give her that song right now? <laughs> Direct and do and shit. It, it is kind of weird to think about what that music video would have been like. Oh, so would Party Next Door been uh, grinding on Drake in that music video? Right. <laughs> count three people in that bitch. But no, the the four song uh, project. It's good. Uh, I, I that, I'd recommend it. It's only four songs though, which is weird. But I, I would I would definitely check it out. I just need to. I haven't yet. Um, and while he's talking about Party Next Door, I'm gonna get into uh, this man Lil Yachty on Instagram. Um, if y'all haven't seen. Uh, obviously, we're talking about Logic last week, and now his sales decreased. Well, this is this Lil is Yachty week one. first week. This is week one for Lil Yachty, and his sales were butt cheeks. They were so bad, bro. And like I said, I'm not surprised. This man not doing shit for the game. No one's going to listen to his album. No one's going to buy his album. And this dude goes on Instagram and writes this long-ass, like, not an apology, but like letter to fans, like true fans, Oh, like, I respect y'all buying my album and doing this. We're doing it. You know, he didn't say for the culture, which he should have, you know, shout out to the, for the culture show. <laughs> but he's like, we're doing it for everyone, you know, that's what he said. We're, we're doing it for the fans and whatnot. And this man just trying to get more love from his fans and shit. But the album was terrible. Like, what do you expect? It's just he bitching about it and trying to get more love from his fans. But at the same time, you got to put in the work yourself and make a good album to get good sales. So, obviously, you know, I try not to hate on Yachty. I know it's kind of laughable for me to say, but this man going here, bitch on Instagram, and he just need to put in his own work and make good songs and not and just stop bitching. That's just my opinion, but yeah, do go on Instagram and bitching. I'm, I'm done with that, but let's get into these five songs of the week. Um, let me get your five real quick. All right, we'll start off with number five. We're talking about Party Next Door, so Rendezvous, yeah. Off Colors 2. Why you like it? I like it mainly because of just one line in the song where he's talking about uh, Kendall Jenner, and he says, you're still Jenny from the block. Roast. Roasting this chick out he here. He didn't fall for the curse, though. I like it. I like it. No, there's only... We were Is talking it just about a Kardashian this. curse? There, or Jenner's too? Kardashian-Jenner. There's only two <laughs> people that have avoided the Kardashian curse. Shout out. Kanye and ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky not going to fall for shit, though. Only Rocky two. Man. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Space from TK Kravitz and Sexton. It's a it's a cool R and B type track, one of those like sing rap songs. A little slow guy. It's uh it's newer. I would I would recommend it. Check it out. For Number sure. three, since we were talking about <laughs> to the max and the Butch failure it was. Not a fan. I had to go back and listen to for free because that was like the song of last. That summer was a good to me. song too. I like that song, but it's been a minute though. Uh, Number two, down that road by Fashion. Haven't heard know. anything from him in a while. This is just one of those like late night drive type tracks. <laughs> just you think about life to this song. And then shit. number one, he says it's the greatest diss song of all time. I say it's number two. What is it? No Vaseline better? Hit him up. No Vaseline's better. No. It's it's not a bit. He took out an entire group. Okay. Hit him up. Number one. Been bumping it. Can't go wrong. Nah. Hit him up. The best diss track of all song. Don't at me. Um. Anyways. These aren't really in order, but uh, my first song, Wu-Tang, Forever by Drake. Y'all know the song. I was listening to to uh, Take Care. Of the, not take Nothing care. was the same. Nothing was the same, my bad. Nothing was the same the other night, and I was just going through those that entire album. I forgot how good it was, man. It's been a long time since so I listened to it. And Wu-Tang Forever came on, and I still love that beat, man. That beat's hard, and he kills that track. So I've just been bumping that song all week in the car and just everywhere I can possible. I love that track. Um, Through the Wire, got to give Kanye West, you know, his shout out on here for his birthday. But Through the Wire, forever, like top five Kanye song for me. I gotta, oh, for sure. That's probably my favorite. That's what I'm honest. saying. That song's dope. Um, like I said, for everyone, my favorites by Kanye. Shout out to that man. Um, and then for all my Jeezy fans. Okay. Um, and then what? That's Ooh. for everyone of my favorite, not my favorite rap songs, but. For everyone, the songs that got me into rap. Because when my dad used to bump that, I remember this vividly. This man was pulling out of Wendy's, right? <laughs> I remember, bro, because I just got one of the Happy Meals, whatever. Well, not Happy Meal from yeah, Wendy's, yeah. but a little, a little kid's meal. And this song comes on. And I, and the beat was dope. I remember it forever. And my dad was bumping, rapping it. I was like, I've never seen you rap before. And this man was going in, and I forever love that song. Um, so number four, I'm going to go to another throwback. Most of these are throwbacks this week. All of them are for real. Uh, throw some D's by the Rich Boys. Throw some D's on it. Very influential, influential song. Um, yeah, I don't even know why I got into that song this week, but it was on my party playlist and it came on, 
And now I've been bumping in a lot, especially um, getting up in the morning. That was one of my alarm songs this week. It was dope. I'm, I love that song. Uh, Wu-Tang, Protect Your Neck is my last song. And there's really nothing not much to say, but that's one of my, I think it's one of the best rap songs of all time, in my opinion. Anything about Wu-Tang, I'm going to listen to. Best rap group of all time, don't at me. Before we hop into this interview, I got a little thing pulled up on my phone for us to try to talk about. Maybe we can split this into two episodes. So we'll do that. This is a 30-day hip-hop song challenge, but we're just going to give our answers here. We're going to go days 1 through 15 here and do do the others uh, next week. So the first thing, favorite intro track to a project. Do you know off the top of your head? I'm going to go really weird here, and I'm going to go... You gotta give me like like fifteen seconds, bro. I'm trying to think real quick. Off- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Ready to Die. It, this man, this it's literally giving birth to Biggie Smalls in the background and him saying some stuff on the intro track. And then that album, obviously, everyone knows about that album. But I think that's one of the best. It just starts off the album, man, talking about someone getting born and ready to die, man. So I think that's. I think it starts off the album real nice. So I'm gonna have to go with Ready to Ready to Die. I'm gonna have to go with. I don't know the song's called. I'm gonna right? have to go with Wesley's theory off to Pimp a Butterfly. That song is just so groovy. I love that song <laughs> so much, and it it weirdly sets up the album. I like. I it just works. Okay. No, I respect it. I respect it. Favorite track on your favorite album? I don't even know what my favorite album is. I'm just gonna say my favorite album. I mean, it, it's really a toss up between like All Eyes on Me. Uh, it's Dark and Hell's Hot by DMX. Uh, Marshall Mathers LP. I'm going to say that DMX is Dark and Hell's Hot is my favorite album just because. And then I'm going to say. Sure, Four Souls Drive. I'm going to say, how, How's It Going Down is my favorite. That song, that's one of my top five favorite songs of all time, no doubt. I don't know the top or my favorite album of all time right now. Um, I really don't know who my favorite is. But All, all Eyes on Me is probably. That was a good pick, honestly. Because I had to pick a rap album to listen to from the '90s. It's probably gonna be that one. So I'll just pick a. I'll pick a track off that. Oh, right I already now. know what your pick is. Come oh, on now. Come on now. What do you think? You I think it's you... Ambitions as a Rider. That's one of the hardest beats of all time. Don't at me. Um, give me a second. Because I gotta look through this entire album real quick to figure out what, what I'm gonna pick is my favorite. But Two of America's Most Wanted is hard too, and that's one of the first rap songs that I heard too. I'm gonna go with "How Do You Want It" right now. If I oh, want, okay. Because obviously, there's and life goes on is one of my favorite too. But two America's most wanted and "Bitches and Zerata are obviously two of the most famous songs by him. But "How Do You Want It," man, that's, that is a groovy, not a groovy, but it's a funky beat. I like it in the background, so I think he kills that track. I'll pick that for now. Favorite track of 2017 so far. I'll go first because I already know mine off the top of my head. "Do Not Disturb" by Drake. That beats out DNA. It beats out anything else. I do not disturb was my favorite song off More Life. Like I said, Drake's one of my favorite artists. No matter what you want to say about the guy. No, I mean you got respect because Duke can do, he can do so many things. So I'm gonna have to go with either New Choppa by Cardi or Finesse Plug by Gucci. One of the two. I don't think New Choppa came. I might not came out this year, but. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with uh, Finesse the Plug. It's a Finesse the Plug interlude, is what it's called, but I just call it Finesse the Plug by Gucci. That was like a song that really like was like, damn, this album's nice. So, and I've been bumping that song forever for as long as it, I, the, the album came out. I've been bumping that song, so I'm gonna go with um, yeah. Favorite remix to a track. Um, it's a song called I can't remember right now. Ignition? Uh, Flint, no. <laughs> That's not even a remix, bro. Come on now. Flint, no real, real definitely, version. Definitely Flavor in Your Ear. Oh, man. Definitely, because I was listening to that song last... Oh, man. I listened to that song last night, and I hadn't listened to it in, like, probably since, like, December. It's been a long time. And, obviously, the original song's good. It's good. But... Biggie. With, with Biggie on there, and you throw Busta Rhymes on there, and just... Damn, dude. That that is a good remix, man. That's, that's a, one of my. That's a great. Pick. I think that's one of the, my favorite songs from the '90s too, man. That's a hot. That's a hot ass song. It's gonna be for everyone of my favorites. But you got is it remix to ignition? <laughs> no, man. I can't think. There's that. That's a really good pick. I I 
<laughs> oh man, the remix to Lean Back. Have you ever heard that? Mm -mm. It's got Eminem on it, and that's a good one. But I, I can't pick that one. I'm gonna go with uh, shit. I'm let's a, let's I, just do the first five. Is this? Gonna I be think good? I'm gonna be that guy that steals your pick. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame you, bro. Because that's one of my favorite remixes of all time. Well, no, we'll keep it going here. We'll go to ten. Okay, ten's cool. Favorite track by Drake ever. Bruh, how are you just going to put me on a spot like this? All right, so I'm going I'm to cheat a little bit here. I'm going to give you R&B Drake, and I'm going to give you rap Drake, all right? My favorite R&B Drake is How About Now? Because that song, it's a very triumphant song. That song speaks to me. And then my favorite rap Drake song, I got to say 5 a.m. in Toronto. I mean, it's kind of hard not to pick that one. Western Road Flow is a close second. Do Not Disturb competes, but... Okay, you, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm really gonna pick. I'm gonna pick it right here. I'm gonna have to go with Marvin's room, bro. That's just forever the song that, I, that they got me into this into this slow paced Drake. You know, I'm in my room crying my eyes out with my, with my freshman's whatever whenever his album came out, eighth grade girlfriend. I got Marvin's room playing in the background. Don't at me, okay? So that's that's a great that's a great song. It'll forever be one of my favorites. And then we're gonna go with with my with Uptown. You know what? We'll, we'll, okay. we'll go with Uptown, Bumby, Lil Wayne. Can't beat the combo right there. Well, obviously, Drake on there, too. But that's from So Far Gone. That'll forever be one of my favorites, and I love that song. So, And I'm continuously listening to it. But I can't really pick a song, man. It's just That's hard to pick, for real, because I like Drake a lot. So picking one of those. Number seven, favorite track that uses auto-tune. I got mine already. Buy You a Drink by T-Pain and <laughs> Young Jock. I mean, Shorty snapping. Come on now. Come on now. Every song uses. Every song uses auto tune nowadays. Everyone. I'm just gonna go any song by Travis Scott right now. Honestly, I can. I don't have a favorite auto tune song. I can't think of one on top of my head. But any song that Travis Scott releasing right now, 90210, I probably get right now was my favorite auto tune tracks because I was chilling one night, just hanging out with some of my boys, and that song came like they were all. I think they were going to get alcohol or something. And I had my headphones on, and that song came on. And I was listening to his his album for the first time, and I was like, "Damn, this 90210 track is hard as hell." The, the, the it's not hard, but it's just the beats dope. A little storytelling. Yeah, a little storytelling, like you said. So I might have to pick that as one of my favorite auto tune songs. Favorite track by an artist that doesn't make music anymore, and don't cop out and pick someone who's dead. <laughs> doesn't make music anymore, like. <laughs> The child's can't be no count because apparently he's not making any more music after his his next album. So I don't I don't think he really counts. <laughs> Who doesn't make music anymore, bro? It's like actually good. You go first on this one because I have no idea. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pick something from my dude Chameleon there. One of the most ah! slept on rappers in the game. Um, my favorite <sighs> song by him it'd have to be Void in My Life. You know what? Because uh, that song it sounds good, and it it's got a story and a message behind it, so I'll, I'll go with that one. We're gonna go. We're gonna go this one right here. Get low. We're not. Not. You know what? Maybe. We can, I'm sure little John out here making music, but I'll give it to you. I'll can, give it. To, oh, you go Yin Yang Twins. Okay, Miss New, new Booty. Come no, on. No, no, we're gonna go with Wait because <laughs> we're gonna go with the Whisper <laughs> yes. song because. You know what? Shout out to Yin Yang Twins, man, making their that one album that was fire as shit, man. They were they were top, I wouldn't say top of the game, but they were definitely up there for a while. So shout out to Yin Yang Twins. I'll put Wait as my as my favorite song for someone who don't make music anymore. So Lil John featured on Get Low. Number nine, favorite track for when the weather's nice. For when the weather's nice. I get around by Tupac. I yes, mean it's nah, kind of a I'm no brainer, no I'm debate here. Uh number ten, favorite track by a twenty sixteen freshman list artist uh that oh was kodak 21 Lil uh, dicky denzel yo, Lil yachty denzel definitely denzel yeah i'll go i'll go uh let me let me get gook by denzel off imperial i'm a gook <laughs> sorry i had to say it real quick shout out if we could ever get denzel curry on the show um my life would be complete so i hope he's on here at some point but anyways listen to imperial if you haven't listened to that album yet it's incredible but Gook is awesome. My man spits on that track talking about how just he's a gook, how he's doing what he wants to do. So that's my favorite song by 2016, Freshman of the Year. What about you? 
Honestly, I'm gonna pick Save That Money by Lil Dicky. And I... <laughs> hey, the show's over. Nice to see y'all. I'll talk to y'all later, for real. Are you serious? Listen, man. The artists that... They were kind of weak, okay? Okay? I mean, other than that, maybe i pick X by 21. Or Already by Kodak. No, 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 no. I mean... I, 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 would, I don't know. I like save that money. I can't lie. I can't okay. lie about it. Shout and out to Lil Dicky. Whatever happened to him. No, seen he's him still out here. But anyway, all that being said, time to get into this interview. John Doe Beats. Check it out. It's dope. Well, I highly appreciate you uh, giving me the interview first off. Yeah, bro. Hey, man. Appreciate you coming no, on. Yeah, we really appreciate having you. Well, first question, bro. What got you into producing? Um, to tell you the truth, man, it's a, it, you know, I, I was, I'm 36 years old, but I was producing... Um, to be honest with you, when I was 15, 16 years old, um, and, you know, I invested in a lot of equipment at the time, a lot of hardware at the time, and, um, me and one of my friends invested in a lot of equipment, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm on still good terms with that person, but it just didn't work out as far as both of us investing the same amount and having the, um, the same equal passion, you know, moving forward. So, um, you know, it really didn't work out. So I kind of just, he's, he sold his part of the equipment and, um, I just kind of really couldn't do much, you know, not having right. half of, of the equipment that was missing. So I just, you know, took it as a loss at that point and then kind of just got rid of my stuff. And then, you know, at the time I was buying and selling cars cause I was always fixing classic cars. Um, that's what I do on the side also. Um, I was doing that more. So, with such a long run of producing, how has your sound changed from then to now? Um, well, now it's more like um, computerized equipment that it kind of does a lot of things for you, but you still got to put your input on, you know, your touch on it, obviously. But um, back then, it was like. If you needed a, you know, to use a MIDI piano or something or a synthesizer, back then I had to invest literally 2,600 bucks just to get that. And um, at the time, you know, 15, 16 years old, no job at the time, um, I was always investing in projects. So yeah. that's where my money was coming from. You know, in a way, I was doing my my things legit. You know, I would basically you know, buy them in project form and fix them up. And with my profit, I will put them in my little shoebox. Yeah. So as as I had my profit in the shoebox, I had money on me to kind of hunt for another one. Cause that was my passion, like 100% is fixed cars. I just loved, you know, fixing the engines and putting chromes on cars and just like fixing shit up. So um, I just kept doing that basically. So that kind of took a lot of my time off making music you know like yeah. i couldn't make as that I, I was doing that so it wasn't until at least 2015 you know years down the line um i just said to myself one day i just said you know what i gotta get back into making music because even at that age of 15 16 i was always investing in cds and I was always on top of the magazines and always, you know, keeping my ear to what's hot in the street and, you know, who's up and coming. And um, I just said to myself, you know what, I want to start getting into, you know, production, you know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, so I got that's you. what kind of led me. So was it one artist or maybe a select few artists that inspired you to start producing? Definitely. Um, there's a couple. I mean, it's not just like uh easily it's all like for instance it was timing for me so when i first started it was usually like dj quick you know dj quick you know um was a person that i invested money into his records um when we would basically finish a project that we had we would kind of like put we would you know mob around with tapes so we put his tape in and we would just play his you know his hit tracks and just you know mob around town and just kind of go to the liquor store or go get something to eat or whatever you know what i mean and i was always on top of like you know artists like that and he was a producer himself so 
you know, I basically started hearing him and then, you know, it kind of evolved from there. Um, but it wasn't until uh, 2015, I didn't have any followers. I didn't have no SoundCloud, no Instagram, nothing like that. I was kind of like fresh on the scene, like they say, you know, and right, right. Yeah. I was like right. starting from the ground up. So I just basically started opening up these little accounts and started off with zero followers and you know stuff like that um no equipment obviously and basically started doing my research way before i opened up all my stuff so i did all my research opened up my accounts and then i started following people that you know i liked and stuff like that or who i listened to and um um one thing that really really ignited me um which is part of my story is um you know, one of my first followers was Beethoven. Okay, so I see you out here. For <laughs> for so for that for that to happen, I mean, he's like literally a straight legend. I mean, mm-hmm. to this day, I'm you know highly grateful for what he did for me. Like you know, I kind of reached out to him. You know, what I mean, like people really don't know the real story and the background and shit. But I reached out to him on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and. um I just basically let them know straight up. I'm like, you know what? Um, I don't want to waste your time, but, you know, I I, I love your craft. Um, grew up listening to your music because he was doing production out here in Cali at the time. Yeah. This was way back then. And, um, you know, obviously he moved over to Atlanta. Um, just reached out to him and just let him know, hey, you know, um, I would love some feedback, you know? I mean, I know you're busy. I know you probably want to get paid, you know, to even talk to me or whatever, but he seemed like a, you know, cool, humble guy. So I was like, just reached out to him and asked him, hey, you know, all I want from you is just some feedback. Like, whatever tracks I bang out, just let me know, are they good enough? Or, you know, can you let me know, you know, do I even got the potential to kind of like make some music, you know? Because the type of music, the type of music I wanted to do was obviously hip hop, rap, trap music, stuff like that. So, um, that's, that's what basically, you know, really made me realize like, man, this is actually, you know, happening. Um, and it's kind of a trip how, how it all played out. But, you know, I was at church one day and, um, I go on occasionally. I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest. You know, I, I try to make it, at least every week but Word. if i can't you know uh, there's there's the stuff i gotta take care of and stuff like that but um basically one day i just walked out of church i checked my soundcloud notifications and logged in whatever and um i seen that he was following me so that right there really you know let me know right then and there like when i reached out to him and he did that for me back that kind of showed me right there like man this is this is amazing you know because that's basically what i needed without him even talking with me that's basically what i needed yeah and um you know and till this day like i'm still making music and you know i still i still work because i gotta make money you know but um the passion is always going to be making music you know coming home and that's the first thing i do you know and then when i'm not making music i'm researching you know, learning what my instrument does and, you know, basically, uh, you know, doing a lot of music related stuff, you know what Word. I mean? No, I feel you. So like, obviously I hear you talking about Zaytoven, Atlanta and whatnot, and you're from like Central Coast, Cali. Would you want to stay in California? Say you got like more followers, you started getting big and whatnot. Would you want to stay in, in California? Or would you want to move to Chicago or like New York, Atlanta? Like. Um, that's a great question, but, um, I'm gonna keep it real with you, man. I would love to stay here. No, I would I feel love to stay where stay I'm true. at because, yeah, because, I mean, I, I don't really keep in tune with too many producers that are in my area. Um, I'm pretty sure there is. I mean, there's producers everywhere, but, um, I'm really not in tune with what another producer in my area or in, you know, kind of near me like San Jose or Frisco or whatever, like I just really just got to focus on putting music out, banging out a gang of instrumentals and, you know, and just, you know, trying to figure out like 
you know, the, the right artist to work with, you know what I mean? Because basically when I was, you know, banging out tracks in 2015 in the beginning, that was kind of like one of my goals was yeah. to just bang out tracks, bang out tracks because I wanted to just keep, keep consistent. And, um, I kind of got over that shit, you know, just putting out tracks and getting comments and getting likes and, um, followers or, you know, I, I love the followers, you know what I mean? Especially their feedback. Yeah. But I wanted to do way more than that and just keep, you know, working with the right artist and, you know, uh, finding that chemistry in the artist that, you know, could match my, uh, my craft and kind of like, you know, make it mesh together and, and, you know, do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, man. So if you're looking at like the broad picture of the game, as I'll call it, you go back like 10, 15 years, the real top dog producers, like your Just Blaze and Swiss Beats and Dr. Dre, like these dudes would get shouted out on songs. And it hasn't really been until like a few years ago that seems like every producer has a producer tag. But even with all that, do you think producers get enough credit for what they do? To be honest with you, it all depends on the artist. For sure. Um, for sure. Because if, if, you know, if, if an artist grabs a beat and then does his thing on it and doesn't really uh, put the credit down or doesn't really represent, you know, where he got it from and, and who that producer is, yeah, I mean, you got to, you got to, you know, let it be known, you know what I mean? Because it, it's a 50-50 game, you know what I mean? Like, producers, you, you need an artist and you need a producer to make it all work. So, yeah, you definitely got to... Um, show some love both ways i totally feel you on that so um when it comes to making songs obviously when you become a producer do you have a favorite song you've made so far or you love them oh, equally man. or not man you, you're hitting it right in the head with these I questions saying, i know that's a hard question man but you know i'm trying to you got a favorite song or whatnot oh definitely definitely i got some favorite songs um oh I got I got a song called One Love that's okay. uh to me it's like means a lot to me. Um you know, I remember the day I was making it and I knew it was something special but I just needed to get the right person to to crush it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so for sure. Um, you know, and I, I got I got a couple of artists that I keep it loyal with and I got a couple of artists that, you know, one hundred percent they know they know who I'm talking about and um you know and it's, it's just one of them things where I even got another track called No Breaks. Um, I got another track um, that I made with uh, an artist over in Atlanta also um, called Friends Turn to Enemies. Um, that was my first official placement. Okay. Um, you know, and I, I got to, you know, send a shout out to that artist too. His name's Tone the Goat. Um, he's over in Atlanta. Um, he basically mix and masters he's an artist you know he does a whole lot you know sorts of stuff and he's he's dope you know what i mean Word. and um i just met him through another artist of mine that i worked with so it kind of just went from there so he's like hey man just you know shoot him a track and you know see what he thinks of it and um it just went from there and he did his thing on it and uh it came out on the south side two uh tone the goat south side two track number three and uh, it was hosted by DC Youngfly. Word. Okay, I'm gonna I'm ask a question. That one, Some, that one's pretty hot right there. Somewhat based off of what we were just talking about. Has there ever been an instance where maybe you made a beat and you sold it or you gave it to an artist and they just blew your mind with it, like took it in a direction that you could have, you would have never expected that sound to go? Yeah. Um, his name is Six Two. Um, okay. he worked with, he worked with Dr. Dre. Damn, um, he came out on the chronic, uh, 2001 on explosive and he came out on uh bitch nigga. Um, he's to me, he's like super talented. I mean, you know, uh, my boy Jay, the G, you know, he was locked up and he got out, you know, he's ready to grind again. Um, I just recently communicated with him over the phone and, you know, he knows what time it is. So, um, but, you know, 6'2", man, I, I, you know, got to give a, a shout out, out to him because 
I got a lot of respect for him. You know, what I mean, just just for him working with me and you know, basically kind of giving me a chance in a way to even look my way and and listen to my music and see what he could do with it um, was truly an honor to me. Um, it's kind of like another one of those little Zaytoven things where you know things just happen. You know what I mean and it kind of like wakes you up like hey man this, this guy worked with you know dre and you know what i mean and he came up he came up i believe with the uh with the dlc word so you know where like i'm adding with this question this, this is my last one where do you where do you see yourself in five years like where are you trying to be from now to tell you the truth um I haven't really thought about that, you know, wherever God wants to take me. Word. Word, man. I know you're a religious dude from what you've been saying about church. So, I feel you, man. I feel you. Well, where can they find you? Give out all the social media, SoundCloud, Twitter, all uh, that. Yeah, my SoundCloud, I go by John Doe Beats 831. And then on my Twitter, same thing, John Doe Beats 831. Um, yeah, and I actually got some products coming out, too, that I just want to kind of let that out. Um, I got my official drum kit that I've been holding on to since 2015. I've been fine-tuning this bad boy, and you know, to me, I should have released it back then, but to me, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. So Word. I wanted to kind of fine-tune it even more and keep fine-tuning that shit until I feel like I want to drop it because I don't want no recycled sounds or people saying, "Oh, this dude got it from here or there." Like now, nah, I want all my shit's custom for me. So I do all the edits, all the custom work, and um, I got an 808 kit, you know, just straight 808 hits. Um, and then I got a, a sound kit number one and a sound kit number two. And then I got a piano melody kit coming out also, all custom work, basically. Right. And um, got some singles coming out, too, in the future uh, with some artists that I mentioned. And, you know, I'm just basically ready to just keep working and just keep dropping more music that's dope we're excited to hear from you for real dog i'm excited to hear these beats and hear these singles oh man it's truly an honor you know to get interviewed and and you guys are the first ones to interview me so i'm not gonna be last before you know i've never done this before and um you know i just basically got to keep it real and just say that if i would have never mentioned you know people you know, I'm not the type to mention people, you know what I mean? Right. So I just, you know, if I don't mention people, then people really ain't going to know a damn thing about me. Yeah. So that's just part of, like, everybody has their story on why they do what and what pushed them to do this. And, you know, so that that's just my part of the story right there, you know what I mean? So right. I just want to, you know, just want to keep making music and do what I love. We love to come on here and spread those stories, share those stories. Bro, so bro. we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, bro. We'll, we'll hear from you three years in the Grammys, bro. And we'll be like, yo, oh, we man. were the first dude. We were the first dudes to interview that guy, bro. For real. So it's going to be nice. Man, I hope. I hope. All right, man. We appreciate having you on, man. Yeah, take it easy. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Peace, bro.